Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com, where we will attempt to keep the cussing to a minimum tonight. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Matt Wyrick, Doghouse from Federal Baseball, both of them on the line here. Let's work our way back through this ridiculousness, gentlemen, starting with the end of the game there. Chase Darno up, bases loaded, two outs. Pierce to strike out on a ball he came nowhere close to. Uh, Ron Washington, the Braves base coach, apparently went out there and started arguing that he had tipped the ball. They looked at a replay. I don't know what the blank they saw, but they somehow decided that he had tipped the ball, it appears. That's that's all I can make of it. I don't know. They didn't have a good explanation on the Braves broadcast. I was watching Doghouse, but it appears they decided he tipped the ball, so they gave him another shot at it and uh, striked out anyway, but – the fact that he got another shot there is MLB better be investigating this and figuring out what C.D. Buckner is doing back there. Not only that call, his strike zone the whole game on both sides was absolutely ridiculous, and I'm not going to blame him for Blake Trinan's struggles, but everyone else within this game has probably had a, has a beef with C.D. Buckner after this game, and I really just can't make any sense of what they did on that last call there. Good Lord. I, I Sorry, you caught, caught me cursing just before the, the... – the program started. That wasn't actually. It was. It was tangentially related to CB Buckner's atrocious strike zone calling, because I was trying to to paste some graphics into the the new editor on the the website. It's just well, linking problems. Anyhow, <laughs> what the heck? Oh my gosh! They, they go. They got away to commercial after after Kelly finally gets strike three, and then I'm like, why? Why are they playing that that? horrendously inappropriate stereotypical chanting music when we come back from commercial. Wait, why are there people still on the field? What's going on here? I, I mean, they showed the replay, and FB did make the point that Buckner threw both his arms up like he was signaling a foul ball. But hmm. then he also called an out when Weider stepped on the plate. Get your head in the game, man. What's going on? It's not like this is your first day here. Ah. Uh. Uh, it's a long as, uh, history of as, as, not being good. As Ray pointed out, he struggled for a long time. It, it seemed like a great weight had been lifted off his chest that he could finally start talking trash about C.D. Buckner. <laughs> Someone just sent me a link to that video. I'll have to watch it after the show. But apparently Ray Knight went on an epic rant about what was going on there. Matt, can you make any sense of any of that? Or is it just uh, as ridiculous as as what I've seen so far? And anger on Twitter right now is uh, significant. I think a little frustration on the way things ended for the Nationals uh, with Blake Trinan struggling there, which we'll get to in a minute. But that call is just absolutely absurd and needs to be looked into, in my opinion. There's something was going on there. I don't know how they made that call. No, I mean, Twitter on both sides is freaking out. I think this is one time Atlanta fans and Washington fans can actually agree on something, but it was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I mean, so inexcusable. The entire game, he's inside, outside. There wasn't even a consistency. to. I mean, a lot of times you'll see umps that will give the outside strike on righties or whatever, but it just seemed like he was all over the place. There wasn't any consistency one way or the other. So I can see why Jason Worth be mad. I can see why any pitcher that took the mound today would be mad. And uh, I definitely expect MLB to do something about it. Uh, going back to the beginning of that ninth inning doghouse, I wrote a story about Blake Trinan today, a timely one at that. Uh, 
pulled up the Dusty Baker quotes from this uh, early this spring when he was talking about Blake Trinan. And he hasn't been doing this for too long. Uh, his question was whether or not you're rushing him and you want him to evolve rather quickly, you know, a little bit too quickly in, th- in this case, it seems. Uh, he said you want him, you want to evolve and not destroy him basically by putting out there. I've seen guys' confidence get destroyed too, and so I'm calling upon my past and what I've seen and making the decision, but they did eventually go with Trinan. He hasn't looked good this year. Uh, Dusty Baker said this weekend after he struggled again, uh, he's still learning. I hope he's a quick learner. He goes out there, uh, give up a Freddie Freeman single. That's pretty much expected at this point with the way he hits against the Nationals. But uh, after he gets a ground out, fourth and second, they can't turn the double play. Brandon Phillips singles. Tyler Flowers walks. Kurt Suzuki walks with the bases loaded to force in a run. Uh, three to one at that point. That was it for Trinan. I think he got up to 16 pitches, two walks, so two singles there. Uh, is this the end of the Blake Trinan experiment? Uh, you risk, I think, at this point, if you take him out of that role, really crushing his spirit and kind of destroying the pitcher altogether, you send him back to the seventh race and hope that he works out well. But do you think this is the end of it for him? Do they have to go another route at this point, or do you keep on throwing him out there and hope that he gets it together? Uh, honestly, I, I can't tell you what what, uh, what the right play to go is here. You pull him out now, and it's a big blow to his confidence. He wasn't able to get it done. You, you leave him in for uh, a few more situations, and it goes wrong for him. Is that going to be any better for his confidence if he if he just you know works himself out of the job, which he's halfway to doing already? You know the the only positive outcome is if you throw him back out there and cross your fingers that he figures it out. Uh, and at this point, I'm not sure that uh, the team can really afford to to risk the wins. Now I know it's only April and the games don't count yet. But still, you want to get on a, in a place here where you're actually winning games and not uh, not throwing them away at the end here. I, I was set to be all kinds of enraged if uh, if the Nats did not win tonight, uh, especially after tacking on late in the game. Um, you know, I've, I've always really liked Trinan, but he's got so much power and so much movement on that pitch that it takes a good amount of touch to get it in the zone or get it close enough to be called a strike, especially on a night when you're struggling with <laughs> the, the dumpster fire, much as I hate to go back to that, uh, that metaphor, that is C.B. Buckner's strike zone. Uh, and and you, you, can, you can see how, you know, maybe he just got in his own head and, uh, and couldn't, couldn't find the finesse he needed tonight. And if that becomes something that uh, – generally is a problem, well, he's going to have to go back down uh, back down in the innings and uh, then go in the ninth. And yeah, I chalk this up again to still more problems with being the closer rather than having a high leverage ace, which in spite of being a more important role, I think in a lot of ways would be less stressful. I just like to state for the record that I think we should throw the term dumpster fire under the bus along with the term throw things under the bus, but <laughs> I, I digress here. Matt, uh, going back to trying in another quote from Dusty Baker, I think it's more concentration and trying too hard than anything. I think he has the confidence just when you throw that sinker, his ball runs in and out of the zone. Uh, Baker said he recommended trying to uh, throw a fourth team more often, something that he can throw consistently for strikes when he needs to. 
obviously that isn't what got Trinan here to this position, but whatever he's doing now isn't working. Uh, they were talking on the Braves broadcast about he was obviously aiming the ball at this point, the way he's struggling. He's trying to force it in there. Everything's moving out of the zone. Uh, he's, if he's got to recalibrate or I don't know what he has to do here, but he's putting the Nationals in a position where they're going to have to make a move at some point if he continues to do this to them. Yeah, he's just not pitching like himself. I mean, in, I mean that in the purest sense and that he's not going for ground balls. It seems like he's now got this closer role and, he, and he's going for the strikeout more often than not, and it's coming back to bite him more than it is helping him. So, I mean, you go into the season and Dusty says, I've, he's got my back, uh, he's not going to be pulled right away. But I don't think he's going to take him out of the net, that ninth inning role any, like now, but if he has a couple more games like this, I mean, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt with you, Buckner, that maybe some of those pitches weren't exactly um, balls and all that. But at the same time, you can't hold uh, Buckner accountable for it all either. So I think he gets a few more shots at it. But if he keeps struggling like this, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Glover in there soon. I mean, he's the only reliever that started the team, started the year with the team and hasn't given up a homer. So, I mean, if anyone stands out, it's him at this point. But unfortunately – Overall, the bullpen hasn't been solid anywhere. So even if you do pull Trinan, you don't have a lot of options. Yeah, I'm still concerned about putting uh, uh, Sean Kelly in that role. I, I did like Coda Glover for it. That's kind of who I was hoping for more than any reason because I think you could have him in that closer role. And as Doghouse, you mentioned, to have the other pitchers that have done well in the seventh and eighth innings, which are often more high leverage innings, back in those roles trying in in the seventh and eighth was dominant last year sean kelly in the eighth has just been lights out for the most part in his time with the nationals uh if they do part ways with well, not part ways but pull trying out of that role do you think they go to glover do you try kelly and hope that the uh, injury history doesn't cause a problem there because then you're down to another reliever if he has an issue uh, what are you doing if you're dusty baker and you do decide to move trying out I, I think you roll the dice on glover uh, because he's he's the fresh arm for for whatever reason. There's the stigma on putting Kelly up there because you know heaven forbid you have him throw two games in a row, you know, or, or two <laughs> nights out of three. Uh, and okay, I'll, I'll give you, you you don't want to blow up his arm because he's the one who's actually being effective in getting outs here. Uh, sometimes getting as many as four strikes onto on a on a, on a batter to get him out, uh, or getting the same batter out twice. But uh, I, I, I don't. I mean, it's just it's not a good. There's not an obvious dominant answer in my opinion. There are a number of good answers, serviceable answers. One of which was Blake Trinan. See, we see how well that's worked out. But uh, it's it's a roll of the dice with whichever direction you go, because they they both looked good coming in to clean up some mess. Uh, they've had their struggles. And at this point, you know, who knows how much of it is fluky and how much of it is the pressure of the situation. So I, whatever Dusty decides to do, good luck to you, my friend. Glad it's not me making that choice. <laughs> All right. We're, we're 12 minutes into this, so we have to shift gears because we we're neglecting the fact that Max Scherzer put on a dominant outing out there. Uh, three seven eight ERA, four and zero record, two two eight two nine three three seventy eight line against, and five starts, thirty three and a third versus the Braves last season. Two one three ERA, one four zero fifth, twelve point zero eight K per nine, two point eight one walks per nine, one seventy four two fifty five two forty nine line against, and twelve and a third so far this year. I'm speeding through this. You'll apologize. Eight and zero in his last nine road starts. 
a five scoreless to start tonight, 76 pitches, walks, uh, works his way out of a two on, no out jam in the fifth. Uh, 25 pitch six leaves him at 101 pitches. Dusty Baker sends him back out. Uh, 15 pitch inning in, in the seventh inning there. Uh, adds two Ks for seven total. 116 pitches overall, Matt. Seven scoreless. Uh, <laughs> I humor myself in my notes here when I said, obviously, Dusty doesn't trust through the bullpen, but uh, mm-hmm. sent back. I'm su- surprised he sent Max Scherzer oh. back out there. But <laughs> yes, thank you for booing that horrible. Uh, I was surprised he sent him back out there. A, a good inning in the end, but a dominant outing by Max Scherzer. Seven innings, two hits, three walks, seven Ks, no runs allowed, 116 in the end, uh, seven ground outs, three fly outs, just vintage Max again, even though he didn't look particularly sharp. But once again, we can blame some of that on Dusty Baker. Not Dusty Baker, uh, Buckner, C.B. Buckner. Yeah, I mean, uh, FP got it right on the broadcast when he said the most exciting pitches from Max Scherzer are usually his last 15 of the night, and those just happened to be the last 15 he threw uh, in the seventh inning there. Um, I mean, he was he was looking like his normal Max self, throwing uh, upper 90s right at the end there. But I like what I saw. I, I mean, I thought it was funny coming into the season because when a lot of analysts and everything were making their Cy Young picks, a lot of relieving Max Scherzer out of the conversation. I mean, you saw a lot of Clayton Kershaw, obviously. You saw a lot of uh, Thor and uh, other pitchers across the NL. But Scherzer was left out of it, even though he was the winner last season. So I think he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder in the fact that people are starting to say, like, all right, he's getting deep into his contract now. When's he going to uh, drop off a little bit? But he's showing no signs of wear and tear so far. I mean, 116 pitches, maybe you don't want to see out of a – pitcher uh, on the wrong side of his 30s but at the same time with the bullpen struggling how it is it's gonna how you're gonna have to ask him to be so he definitely delivered out there and it was good to see him I was thinking during today's game that as much as he might lose something as he gets up in this contract I'm gonna be interesting to, and fun to watch Max Scherzer adjust to his older self as we go along here it's a long deal a lot of money but he hasn't shown any signs of slowing down yet. He obviously will at some point in this deal. And what he does to adjust when he loses a little bit off that fastball, uh, he could become a really fun pitcher to watch going forward when he starts getting uh, all pitchery on these guys towards the end of his career. But Doghouse, we'll talk about the offense quick. Uh, Wilmer Defoe, RBI single to put him up one nothing. Adam Eaton, another single in the fifth, 2 nothing at that point. Ryan Zimmerman, opposite field double to drive Bryce Harper in after Bryce Harper's second opposite field double of the game. Uh, I pulled up a Dusty Baker quote from after uh, Bryce Harper's walk-off home run on Sunday in the nation's capital, which, of course, everyone saw on the video we have because kids love videos, or so I'm told. Uh, you see him taking sing- singles up the middle of some hits to left field. That's what hitters do, Baker said. He's not just a slugger. Sometimes when you're young, you get confused between being a slugger and a hitter, and you can be both if you, both if you remain a hitter first. Uh, taking what they're giving them all night tonight. Those two opposite field doubles, also a walk, a run scored, and a two-run game in the end there. Another nice night for Harper. Zimmerman, two for three. The other offensive star of the night, Adam Eaton, one for four at that RBI. Yeah, I, I think the great news, though, Wilmer Defoe got an RBI. So <laughs> good, good for you, young man. Uh, and and look at Matt Wieters still hitting. Uh, yeah. It, it, it hasn't disappeared after the first week of the season. So if, if we're seeing production out of, out of Weeders and Zim and Harper seems to be back, uh, things, things could go well offensively. Maybe enough to hit our way out of some troubles at the back end of the bullpen. Fingers crossed. 
I would have liked to have talked about SunTrust Park tonight. They have a Waffle House, but we've talked enough. 16 minutes in here. Looks just we'll like the old place. <laughs> they had to get out <laughs> of that true. stadium. And Joe Ross, Julio Tehran tomorrow at 735 start in game two in uh, Atlanta. Two of three. One more after that. That's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Everyone go watch videos of Jason Worth exploding on CB Buckner now because they're making their way around the internet. Three to one final, eight and five on the year. Nats nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. See y'all tomorrow. Go Nats. Good night, fellas.